What's good, everybody? It's your boy, St. Poppy. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Sam. Chris, let's start the show. Let's go. Let's get hey, it. We are the roommates, and this is the Conduit Podcast Network. What's good? What's good? People, welcome back. It is another week, and you guys are about to have your best hour ever. Man, I'm excited about today. You don't are? Know it. Don't know why, man, but I'm a, I'm in a cheerful mood. It's happy. Yeah, I'm happy, bro. I'm happy. Call it what you want. I did. <laughs> All right, man. What's been going on with you guys' week? Go ahead, Sam. Get it off your chest. Go ahead, Sam. Man, the the most important thing I can't say. What? It's, it's something huge, bro. It's something huge, man. So I'm super excited about. I'll probably tell y'all. Uh, I'll probably tell y'all after we get out of here, bro. Do you, but do you see that letter you gave me? Yeah. It's on the best news of my life, bro. And you didn't want to read it, man. You didn't want to read it, bro. You know, most of the time when you get mail, you hate it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think bills. so. Well, unless you get bills like that, but that was a bills. that was a letter. That wasn't like yeah, yeah. It was a handwritten letter. That's handwritten different. letters, those are delightful. Handwritten letters, man, they're a great thing. Hafiz knows about handwritten letters. Mm-hmm. A little something, yeah, man. So, yeah, bro, I got a handwritten letter, man. And what was inside of it was amazing. Okay. So that's a big plus. That's gonna keep me excited for man some time, bro. Keep me encouraged. Uh. Man, yeah, man, I'm excited to spend some time with my boys. I feel like we probably haven't gotten a good time. Every day Chris be coming home, he's going straight to sleep. Man, bro, probably I got home probably every night around like 9.30, easily. <laughs> Either way, he goes directly to his bed and sleeps. Sometimes light sign, doesn't even matter. He is sleep. Yeah. I, I don't what's know that kind of week? I don't know what's going on in your life. We didn't even smoke those cigars. Yeah, we did. Hey, everybody. It was a uh, roommate number four. <laughs> roommate number four. No, it's number three. Roommate number three is birthday. Also known as Emmanuel Paris. Shout out Pulumi. One of the hottest young artists in the game. His Pulumi birthday. Was, his birthday was on May tenth. That Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, he's a he's what twenty twenty three year old twenty stallion. A stallion. Stallion. <laughs> yeah, bro. We we only got stallion stallions in our house, bro. Uh, okay. You don't want to be a stallion? I'm a stallion. Okay. <laughs> man, I'm I a, wanted uh, the shout out. Man. I forgot, man. I don't even got my phone on me. And um, Yeah, we we found that out. She's on <laughs> um, on Instagram. She had hit us up. I, man, I'm a, I might mess this up. I think her Instagram is like Cash Monet on Instagram. Um, you got to know these people's names. And I, <laughs> I, I know. I left my phone. I forgot. She got a new, she got a podcast out. I forgot the podcast. Let me see somebody's phone real quick. Okay, I'll be able. To, I'll be able to find it. She got a podcast out, and man, she she's man. She said she really um, appreciated the podcast. She's been riding with it for a hot minute, and she really really been enjoying it. Hold on, you found her? Yeah, it is Cash Monet. Cash with a second H. Okay, <laughs> Monet <laughs> underscore. Bet. Let me is she see bad? Real quick. Nick, is she, <laughs> that's just a simple what question. Kind, what kind of question? <laughs> So she got a podcast called the Hot Spot Podcast. That's what's been out. The Hot Spot Podcast. Go ahead and check them out. Um, you go ahead. I don't know. That's true. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, I know some guys wondering if she bad or not. Go ahead and uh, check out the podcast. She cute. <laughs> guys. She cute. Yo, good, cute girls don't have podcasts so nowadays. It, oh, <laughs> uh, does that mean it's worth Chris listening? Below. That wasn't me. What's up, girl? Cash Monet, what's up? What's going on? Ladies, ladies. <laughs> Ain't she ladies, a college graduate ladies. from LSU? Dang, Louis. Y'all boys sleep out here. Bro, B-Lo, I thought you said it wasn't even at LSU. You, you said, said what? You said Southern. Oh, yeah, I'm def- I'll am i definitely go to Southern, Southern over LSU just because of the money. That's easy. That's an easy decision. Did you say the money or? The women. The the, the women and the money because it's cheaper. So you got hotter you women and you got a cheaper college. That That's Southern. That's a win. That's a that's a W. That's that's easy math. That's easy math. That's <laughs> so shout her out for showing love to the podcast. We always love the the fans checking us out. Always dope from people all around the country, making us feel a little a little special. Yeah, I gotta give another shout out to uh, my girl, my homie, young Megan. She's like my little sister, man. She just turned twenty one. She's a baby. What's wrong with twenty one? But she's twenty one. She's 21, that's it, bro. Oh, your little sister. Yeah, Megan. Oh. That's cute. Megan over there, PV. Oh, Prayer View. Yeah, bro, holding it down. Been to Prayer View like one time in my life. And then uh, I also want to give a shout out to (laughs) James Harden. 
Oh, yeah. for being the greatest magician I've ever seen. Yeah, man. Yeah, because man. that disappearing act—that was a—that was a great. You did that, you uh did you practice that? That, that was a good setup. Act, that disappearing act was. Did you think of that class, last night, bro? Nah, bro. I was straight out the dome. I was off the dome. That's good stuff, right there. I was off the. Jazz Harden, where you at? I don't know where you at. I don't Houston, know where you went. The city Houston's looking for it. But nah, see, I I gave up game five. Damn. I I said that. I said I I hated basketball, and that yeah, bro. Uh, the beard. The beard got conquered, bro. He yeah. did. <laughs> he just laid down a ticket too. Something wrong with him. What a shame. You see, a man has to have heart. A man's gotta be willing to go to war. And he, if you don't, you're not that guy. You might not be a man. But anyway, bump James Harden. That's just like just, bump the I, Rockets. But I love James bump Harden. Bump Houston. No. I, I almost returned his shoes. That's how disappointed I was. <laughs> I almost gave up and took his shoes back. After me having him for three months, <laughs> but you know, I, everybody's not perfect. But but it's all right, James Harden. Little B curse is real, so keep your head up. It is. Um, we're gonna it get is. through this. The what curse is real? Little B's curse. You haven't heard about the base god curse? Hey man, the base uh, god curse is real out there. Oh, uh, bro. If Little B curse us, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, the base god. He's cursed people, and their careers have not seen the levels of success that they want them to see. <laughs> they have not. Got a little chicken bone buried underneath his. His uh, house. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Oh, it might be voodoo. Some, some messed up going on. Man, I have a <laughs> base god. I have a story to tell. Base god, base god. It's ahead. a, it's a real, it's a real quick story though. Go so ahead, don't get your hopes ahead, up. Go ahead, go ahead. So Saturday, I'm go, I'm on my way to the east side. Uh, now I have a friend from high school that's a barber. It's my first time going to for him to cut my hair, because he's on the east side, and we, you know we stay in the south side. You know, that's a hassle. I'm not doing that. So happened to go to East Side. I said, let me go. Let me go give my boy Gerald a chance. So I get in the chair and he's like, how you want? I said, man, you know, bro, keep the top the same. Fade me all the way around. You know, you know what to do. And uh, he was like, man, you want that PDS? I said, I said, well, bro, I have PDS. no idea. I, I, I never heard of that. I look. said, hey, bro, I don't know what that is. He said, bro, do you want that PDS? All done. All done. And I was like, what is it? He said, that panty dropper special. <laughs> I said yes, yes, sir, absolutely. I want that panty drop. Yes, yes. Does that cost more? No. Oh my, yes. I want the PDS right now. Oh, bro. oh my god. So that's how my week started out. That man gave me that PDS. And, uh, <laughs> they should have haircuts. You really have nicknames like that. Bro. And yeah, and on Instagram is uh, <laughs> his name is Mr. Panty Dropper Special. If, uh, if y'all are wondering, Way look, market, look him up. Way to market yourself. Oh man, Mr. PDS is what they young, call him. Young Levar Ball in the making. Man, bro, bro. I, but I was crying laughing. I said yes. Give me the PDS, absolutely. Yes. Um, what would we call an HB haircut? He called him like I guess just amazing works of art. Like that's a Mona Lisa. Um, I don't know. I don't know art like that's, that. That's the David. Huh? Well, you know, it ain't better than PDS. I tell you that right now. That's the Taj Mahal. I don't even know, bro. Just magnificent pieces. But shout out to uh, some people with the Urban League. <laughs> hey, Chris has a new role. Oh what's yes, up, big man? I do. What's I up, do. big man? Tell him what's up. I, I supported have... him by the way, and then I walked out in thirty seconds. You needed to. It was okay. It was alright. It was alright. <laughs> in front of okay. everybody, I was in the front row. Everybody, it I walked it, out. It wasn't that big of a deal. No nobody, shame. Nobody came up to me and was like, "Why did that boy leave?" So yeah, you're dude, good. We don't care about. But no, I, I do have a role. Me and my um, coworker Philip Butler, we will be the professional development co-chairs. They got the this same haircut, by the way. 2017-2018 year. So we're responsible to put on programs, events for professional development for the members of the Urban League. Um, so any Urban Leaguers or people around that area, if you have any uh, ideas, any events, uh, anything y'all want to learn about, multiple streams of income, how can I improve my resume, what do I say to recruiters, how, what I do with my money, what I do at home, personal development, health, all that stuff, work, stress, life. We're going to talk about it all. We want to help y'all. That's why we're doing this. Shameless plug. By the way, I figured this out. LeVar Ball, whenever we spoke about the 5,000 shoes, someone put that out without really fact-checking. The count that they were counting was all the products that have been sold on Big Baller Brand's website in total. So that 5,000 was 5,000 total products. He sold about 200 pairs of shoes. I just want to put that out there. Anyways, so <laughs> shout out to uh, to Brooke. She is not as amazing as everybody thinks. Nah, well that's fine. 
She <laughs> is a of true fans. She shouted us out. She said that uh, our podcast last week was real powerful. Um, Brooke, I I had put it in the messages, um, but yeah, bro, we gotta we gotta start having first and last names, bro. This think her last name is Lewis. These shout outs are getting a little Brooke Lewis. Where's she from? She know what I'm talking about. She I don't know. She worked for the the Chronicle though, so we might get a little little article. Oh, where she she? I don't know how we do all that though. Bro, from the Urban League. Bro. Oh, okay, but Urban League. Okay, okay, urban that makes league. sense. The Urban League, bro. Uh, who else shout is out? Uh, oh, and and the president Jasmine Turner keep begging me to come on, so I'm gonna need her to get off my back. So I'm gonna need y'all to figure it out what week so we can get her on because she want to talk about some stuff. She said we some fools, but we have good content. But she mainly <laughs> paint, pointed at me because she said I was a fool. <laughs> Jasmine Turner. Jasmine Turner. Dang, no. I'll go ahead and uh, forward her name to my assistant. That's way too easy. That's way too easy. Is your on. sister's name Cortana <laughs> or Siri? <laughs> okay. Oh uh, man, but uh, nah, that's cool. We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and have her on the show. Talk about some Urban League. Get get some more shameless plugs. Some more free advertising. <laughs> but you you need to start getting paid, Chris. I don't need to get paid. This, this is no volunteer. This is volunteer, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. It's volunteer giving back to my people, bro. That's all that matters. Your people. Like who your it. people? My black people. My urbans. Okay, my urban nerds. They got Latinos in the urban. They probably got some. They probably got. That's why I said the urban nerds ish people. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead. This man got notes. Ooh, notesy notes. I'm gonna go ahead and kick things off. I was having a really, really. I feel like I say this every single week, but I was having a really fascinating conversation. I think it was like Tuesday. No, it was Wednesday morning. And in the conversation. We were talking about how a long time ago, maybe like 20, 30 years ago, there was a culture established in this country in which, like, if you had a kid outside of marriage, it was something looked down upon. Not saying that culture was good, not saying that culture was bad, I'm just saying there was a culture in our society like that. Fast forward to 2017, one of the trends me and this individual had noticed was that has changed. And we've also seen that there's this new culture that's seemingly sprouting up in which people now view a child to be a predecessor for any serious marriage or relationship. And it's something that we're seeing is so um, so much more common today and it's something in which most people are ascribing to I'll never forget when I was teaching in Dunbar one of my one of the little homies I was talking to him about I forgot I was talking to him about something he's talking to me about some type of kids and he said man I ain't gonna have a kid till I'm like 20 I said no you shouldn't have a kid till you're like married you know what I mean um, people may disagree with Whatever I said, but the, his whole mindset was, I'm I'm not ready to have a kid. I need to be like 20 years old to have a kid. Was he even concerned about any type of commitment or stability or, or any type of um, mom for the child? Just talking, just his idea was, I have to be a certain age, and then I have a kid, and then I'll go ahead and settle down. So I was wondering, did you guys, have you guys seen that current trend, or is that something that I'm just imagining myself? No, it's not something you imagine. I think... In my environment, which is the people that I've been around, I've seen a lot of people have kids. And a lot of the time, they're not married. Um, And whenever I looked it up, I saw that just in, 20, just in 2016 that over 40% of all children were born to unmarried couples. 40%. And it's been that way since 2008. In 1940, guess what the rate was? If I'm going to guess, I'm going to go 10. 3.8. Oh, wow. 3.8, yeah. So it definitely has been a shift. And, I mean, you could attribute that to so many different things, like the world's getting more postmodern, um, people are less religious. And, I mean, that's one of the things about Christianity. It's like, man, you should be married before you're having sex and before you have kids and things like that. But also you could say that people are getting more – <laughs> irresponsible baby less uh they care more about fun and less about the responsibility of it all because i mean if you say the 40 
if you I feel like maybe it might not be that crazy to say the forty that if forty percent of children are being born to unmarried couples, that maybe a high percentage of children might not be planned for. Would that I don't I don't think that would be crazy. But regardless, I don't think I can say whether that's right or wrong. But I mean, I guess what I can say is that, man, my older brother, who has one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever seen with his wife and with his kids, he had his children, his first, he had his, he had some children out of wedlock. And I mean, his relationship with his wife and his kids is something that's admirable, something that's enviable, something that, man, I would, man, most people should aspire to have. And for that reason, I don't think I could completely go against that method. There's just some things that I that I think about, but I'm not totally against it. As a matter of fact, I'm, I might even be for it. You might be even for what? Uh, I think, I think it's cool if you have kids before marriage. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool. There's, of course, I believe in marriage and I think it's a great thing, but I think it's cool if you have kids before marriage. If it happens, like, hey. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Well, it's, I don't understand. Um, so, one of y'all know somebody that purposely had a kid outside of marriage on purpose? Yeah. Multiple? Multiple. Y'all know multiple people. I know people a lot of like people. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just together and they just decided to have kids before yeah. getting married. Yeah. I had I had never ever I know, experienced. I know that a lot of accidents too, but yeah. No, no ac- accidents. I'm not talking about accidents. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about people like man. We had we had decided to have a kid instead of getting married. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We're trying. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. I like that. never came across that, and I didn't know that thing existed. Honestly. Oh yeah, bro. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I think there's this idea out there in the world nowadays, man, of uh. Sometimes children rescuing relationships. Yeah, that's the worst idea in the world. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I don't. Even, yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't. Chris, Chris hasn't seen it. So no, I think I think um, kind of what Sam what Sam said. My my personal opinion is like how dangerous and problematic it is for mo- for a myriad of reasons. Um, I feel like. One of the things I've seen in society is what I call like the reinvention of the wheel. And a lot of people like to try, I know you're laughing at this. A lot of people like to try new things. And a lot of the new things they tried were old things that were once proven untrue, but because they never researched and learned about it, they're simply repeating a cycle, right? So, for example, what I mean by reinventing the wheel, I know it sounds like everybody uses that terminology, but the example I'm trying to use is instead of using a wheel, some people are trying to use a block for a car and say, you know what, I want to try something new. I don't want to go, I want to go against the traditional structure and put a block. But we're like, yo, we tried a block years ago. A block was not very effective. That's why we have a wheel. So that's what I mean by reinventing the wheel. And I feel like most people are like, you know what? We love we love each other. We care for each other. And now we're going to have this kid. Because in their mindset, I feel like similar to maybe I want Sam to expound upon it. You're viewing that for the kid to be successful and thriving, all he needs is caring adults in his life. Would you would you argue that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Well, I think everybody, I think it's a proven fact that whenever a child has two parents, two loving, caring, involved parents, that the child's life is improved. Yeah. Um, And I would say that I feel like that theory is like a very modern theory that um, hasn't been proven the test of time because your soul needs your mother who created you and your father who created you pouring into your life, right? So what the marriage structure allows, it allows these two people who are committed to one another to be able to now simultaneously pour into the life of this child. And so what ends up happening is for a lot of people, when they just have this kid, 
this kid is missing one of those components, mm-hmm. you know, because as you pointed out, people think it's going to save the relationship and studies have shown that it doesn't. Yeah. And most people who have children before they're married, they don't end up together. Is that safe to say or do you think that's a stretch? No, I think, yeah, especially if, if it's to save a relationship, having a child, having a family puts some ridiculous, can put ridiculous stress on a relationship because your relationship isn't the focus anymore. Yeah. The child becomes the focus and you have to fight so much harder. And if there's not a connection, not commitment already, it's almost doomed for failure. Have you seen that, Chris, and people that you've seen who have a child and try to establish a relationship afterwards? Maybe the child was by accident. Maybe it's not the intentional child. But have you seen relationships thrive or have you seen them more fail after the child was born from your personal experience? Man, I I only know two people that's close to me that have kids. Okay. And these are like recent kids, like less than a year. So I couldn't answer that question. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. mean, just from the outside looking in, from other people, I mean, I haven't seen a kid save a relationship. Like, oh my God, this kid done this and this for me and my wife or whatever. I haven't heard that yet. I've only seen um, it once. Um. <laughs> so if that answers your questions, ever. Yeah, I, it could. I don't know. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. If I know, I, if I'm having a terrible <laughs> relationship and everything's not going right, like I would not. Idea. I would not have a kid. That's just no. I, that's, I that's wouldn't wise. do that. Yeah. That's a whole. What? No, I would not do that. I don't see. I don't understand where people come from. I'm like, man, you know what? Let's have a kid, baby. And maybe dad, you know, we can love kid. You can love kid. You know, we love each other through the kid. I don't I don't know how that conversation comes up. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand the thing behind it. It's like, oh, I we understand. created something. They want of hope. course that's going to bring us together. They want hope. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. But like Sam pointed out, they're not prepared for all the extra conflict. And it's like the wedge that's going to be placed in between you two. Because instead of you having to like solely love one another, now that and now that love is spread out yeah. to that child, and that's who and that somebody's going to become in. jealous of it. Oh yeah, the the woman and the man will both become jealous. Yeah, because the woman expected the child to bring them closer, but in reality, the child pushed her further away, and the man is like, "What the crap? This yeah. Child's taking my place as well." Like it's it's like a messed up situation. I yeah. mean, it's now the more I think about it, man. That's a huge sacrifice to me. Like, if they say, man, if they make that leap of faith to save, they think they're going to save their relationship, they better than me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, be, I'm not making that leap of faith. Like, I, I honestly admire that. Like, yeah. um, admire the fools. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's I mean, shoot. Sometimes you got to shoot the shot yeah. to see if you're going to make no. it. <laughs> I'm not about it. I'm I ain't say it. I'm doing yeah. it. But I'm just like, eh, yeah. I like I said, my my biggest thing is just like the kids, man. A lot of these kids are being, it's a lot like I'm seeing that so many people are having these kids, and a lot of these kids are suffering because of their decisions. And I'm not looking down upon these people and saying I'm better than them. And I personally believe it's wrong. I'm just gonna put it out there. I just believe it's wrong. Yeah. Um, I believe like the number one gift you can give your son is a good father for a woman and number one gift you can give your son slash daughter is a good mother as for a man and i feel like just having a child with anybody without the protection of commitment is going to at one point affect the kid negatively because he's going to lose out on that uh, that parental nourishment from the soul who created them and this is all this is the saying before marriage obviously yeah if they yeah, end yeah. up getting married cool you know it's, yeah, yeah, it's good. So I think, well, Hafiz, I agree with what you're saying because I agree that the most important thing overall for this kind of thing to work and what I think makes it okay at the end of the day is the commitment. If the commitment is there, yeah. if it's two people who are working and willing to love each other, then I'm fine with it. And I think, and in my experience, just the way that I've grown up, like I'm from a, I said a million times, I'm from a different culture. Yeah. Like I'm not American. And where I'm from, marriage is very different. We don't need to go to the courthouse and get a certificate a lot of the time. Like There's different things we do that can signify marriage or signify commitment. 
Yeah. And sometimes they're recognized, sometimes they're not. But regardless, I see people who are committed and who understand, like, what you need is a partner. <laughs> what you need is a partner. When you yeah. got a partner, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And I think it could work out. And I think, man, a lot of times it can be blessed. Like, And by partner, what do you mean by that? Like, man, just someone who, I mean, literally what a partner is, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A partner, yeah. a partner that's that's ambiguous. Like, a partner is just somebody who's, like, been riding with you for a week or two weeks, three weeks. Nah, like, what nah, is nah, a partner? No, 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 Someone you are, you are. Tied to the hip, yeah, too. Yeah, So, basically, somebody bro. that you're married to. Someone you're, yo- <laughs> someone you're yoked with, Somebody you're married to. You know that's what I'm saying? What someone you're, you're walking with. Someone you're walking with. So, I feel like commitment is very important. Yeah. So, yeah, mar- marriage is cool, but I'm, I say commi- commitment is cool. Marriage is just a, se- a sign of the commitment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Marriage yeah. is just a symbol, it's just a ceremony to celebrate the commitment that's already there. Yeah, I think two uncommitted people should not have a kid. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen it work. Uncommitted Once. people. Man, I've seen. And they're I've, committed now. I've seen a baby save a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. How man. did he explain? Explain your story. Man. Wait, how old is this child at this current moment? <laughs> Quattro. Four? Four. Definitely didn't save it. Continue. How? Because <laughs> most divorces, wait, most parents exist zero to five. You go to preschools, elementary schools, you see a ton of dads who are either together, who are still trying to make it work. But as the years progress, middle school, high school, you see all those dads gone. Yeah. As a teacher. Yeah, this is a little different. Trust me. Trust okay, me. explain. This, explain this how, explain how, how the baby saved it. I'm curious. Man, just the way that you would think. It, so there was two it, people who didn't like each other. It, it was just some estrangement. And then child brought them together. Wait, say that. I'm confused. You got to give us details. Yeah, man, I Tell the story, Sam. I know. <laughs> okay. Two people. Yes. Man and a woman. Uh-huh. Man gets the girl pregnant. By accident. Yeah. He Did, did he like the girl? Did yeah. he just want to hit? They had sex. Was okay. it all the one night stands? One night stands. Was it a one night stand? I believe so. One night all right, stands. there we go. But Continue. I think they they hung out. Maybe it didn't work out, but she was already pregnant. Went their separate ways. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm with you. Blah 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 blah. She's pregnant, about to have a baby, and they have the baby, and raising it, being there while she's pregnant, all that kind of stuff pushed their commitment made them work through so many things and that's what made them i mean i think it's part of it, but that's what made them learn to love each other that's what made them truly partners and they blossomed from there more children happily married now there's always an exception to the rule. I'm not that's denying. What I said, I said only I'm one. I, said, I, I never deny. I, I, I was just curious one. to the story. I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't denying the story. Yeah. It's always an exception from the rule, but nine times out of ten, the rule is the yeah. rule. But I think that's <laughs> how people think about it. Whenever it's like, whenever they think about Angela, it, like, uh, like Angela Yee, if you if you can listen to me right now, I have a I have a um, a saying called the Angela Yee effect, and Angela Yee. This might sound random, but let me explain to you why. Angela Yee always talks about the exception to the rule and justifies that whole action. So, for example, she'll say, well, a marriage can't save a relationship because one of my friends once did it. And I feel like a lot of people do that, similar to what Sam says. They see one um, occurrence of an event and justify that because it happened once, it can happen for me. But it's like, hold on, that happened once out of 100,000. You know what I mean? I wouldn't play those odds. So I think I think Sam made a great point that yeah, that's an exception to the rule, but overall, um, it's really not beneficial in our culture. But no shaming people though. It's not. I mean, no shaming people. <sighs> Just, I here's what uh, this is what I've been wrestling with in regards to shame. <laughs> in regards, to, our society shame is not good. <sighs> let him talk, man. Let him talk. And let me let me explain to you. Like, there's unhealthy shame and there's healthy guilt, right? Unhealthy shame and healthy guilt. Okay. I guilt see where you're going. can where feel you're going. like shame at times. Mm-hmm. But guilt is good because guilt tells me I did something bad. Yeah. Shame tells me I'm a bad person. I'm not calling anybody a bad person. But so, I feel like in our society, we've lost this idea of guilt. So we don't want to feel bad about whatever we do. And therefore, we just totally taken away guilt and shame in our society. 
But if someone's doing a bad thing, they should feel bad about it so that therefore they'll be pushed away from it. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah. I've heard it before. Yeah. I mean, some some people try things hoping it'll work and they fail. I don't think they should be guilty and shamed for it. No, I'm just saying. Not shamed. I'm just saying, man. Like, some people try things. It may be out of control. Yes. So, like, for. But you don't know. So, for example, for example, let me give you an example. This is an an example I'm giving. A long time ago, if you were. If you got pregnant outside of marriage, you got a scarlet letter. You know what I mean? That's for an adulteress. Huh? Is that for an adulteress or for pregnancy, too? Well, it's it's both. Okay, cool. The book is Carl Letters based upon a, a single woman who got pregnant. Bro, ain't nobody, nobody in, listening to that right now. <laughs> I have no idea what y'all talking yeah. about. Trust me, bro. They, they went do. to high school. They, went they to high read school, the book. Read the, what the, Scar- what the Scarlet? Bro, I, bro yeah, what high school y'all Well, it's to, an bro? adulteress letter A, but it's also like because she's pregnant as well. But never mind. <laughs> bro, this ain't... This ain't you know, of men of mice, bro. Like, what y'all of, talking about? Of bro? mice and men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great book, by the way. Great man. book. Phenomenal. Rest in peace, okay. Lindy. So here's what I'm saying. So back Who? in the day, oh my God. I didn't read the book. You definitely did. So <laughs> I did. The point I'm trying to make is back in the day, you felt you felt bad if you got pregnant, right? It was a look down upon. Women were looked down upon. So therefore, women didn't want to get pregnant outside of marriage, which is not a good thing statistically. The number one way to escape poverty is to not have a child outside of marriage. Look it up, Brookings Institute. There's three ways to never be in poverty. That's one of the key ways. I'll spend spend time on that later. Look it up if you don't believe me. Nah, it's just I never heard the Brookings Institute. So, <laughs> so they, they they have no credibility they're, to me, well, but I believe the I believe yeah, the facts. Yeah, they're the number one the poverty facts. think tank in the United States, by the way. Anyway. He just killed you. <laughs> Look it I up. Don't, I don't know about him. Um, so because of that... Because of that, <laughs> you always stick the game with the finger, you turd. Because of listen, because of that, women didn't want to get pregnant, right? It was shameful, so they didn't want to do it. Now it's not shameful, so everyone's doing it, but it's messing everybody's life. So therefore, shame and like I said, the guilt which feels like shame is good because it prevents people from doing things that will hurt themselves. I understand. Yeah, I get Come it. Prende. Now I'm asking Chris, do you think that's still wrong? You think we no, should? I, no, uh, I, I never said that uh, people should not feel bad uh, about making bad decisions. I said that. Nah, guilt can save you, bro. Guilt can save you. I said if they are trying something out of the ordinary to make their relationship work, I, I'm sure they don't want to feel shame or guilt from other people. I'm, no, no, I'm no. obviously, I really no, don't think they course, want to do man. that. They're humans. They're humans. So that's all I'm saying. If I was in their position, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Like I said, I wouldn't do it myself. But they're literally trying something so out of the ordinary to make their relationship work, and they firmly believe that a baby will make that make that work. And like you said, it has happened, so it's not you know, some insane, insane, insane idea. Um, so that's what I'm saying. We can't be like, if you had a baby before marriage oh, to save your relationship, not. you're stupid. Can't do that. Can't say you made a like stupid that. decision, but yeah. you're not a stupid person. Yeah. Just to, <laughs> they, made a, they made a decision that made probably made life harder. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's beauty in the struggle. If I got that's a girl that. pregnant that there's beauty I didn't in like, the struggle, we're not getting together. Well, yeah, that's 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 you different, you Sam. you you know that, that about that, me. That's different. Sam. As a matter of fact, that's the advice I've given to people: leave. <laughs> I wouldn't leave the kid. Nah, bro, don't leave the kid. Oh, leave okay, the leave the Oh, Papa, yeah, be be a good dad. I'm gonna give her two choices: either raise him by yourself, and I'm gone, or you give him to me, and you're gone. That's the two choices that she gets. That's a nasty court battle. Yeah, that's gonna be terrible. Oh no, I'm saying if she, no, if she says she wants someone, okay, cool. Hafiz, bro, there's no way. Like a garage, <laughs> like a garage. <laughs> there's no way. Da, 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 da. You see me in there's no way. <laughs> there's no way he's letting <laughs> that son go. I, I promise he's you. Not. I'm not no sharing. Way. I'm not sharing. I'm an all or nothing I'm, kind of guy. I'm, I know I'm. Nah, will you, man, will you name your that, next bro. one Hafiz? Well, I don't will that. you name Hafiz? Well, I'll ask her. No, I'll ask her. I'll ask her. I'll say, is it mine or is this yours? I'm not sharing him with you. 
Either I get I, either I get him or you get him. That's so selfish. Well, it's yeah, not I, selfish I don't gonna, agree because she's gonna ruin Bilo him. And I don't, I, she's Bilo going and I don't to agree. ruin him. Hey, I, I don't agree with that. She's yeah. gonna ruin him. So I'm like, if you're gonna ruin him, you might as why well just have you, him. But but you my thing, be, you if you're thinking a, about the son, why wouldn't you be there? Why both of y'all wouldn't be? You there? can be a great father if you're about the son without having custody. The woman's gonna custody. The woman's gonna like the custody. I don't want to spend too much time on. No, we're gonna spend time on it because I want you to talk this out. But you don't know we're going to. No, talk it out. Talk it out. Talk this out. <laughs> in most custody battles, they rape the men. Correct. Yes, don't Angela yes, me. No, don't no, no. I'm gonna use a different word you. because rape the men. We're talking about custody battles, and we're talking about children. Dude, men they, get screwed up. Okay, thank men you. get screwed over. Men get destroyed into the stick. Yes. Majority of the time, they lean towards the woman. Yes. Okay. So that's what happens. Usually, the guy gets weekends, right? He gets weekends, or he gets weekends every other week or he gets one weekend a month i've seen all three of those situations depending on how much time we spend spend with the child initially i'm saying that if that kid is gonna live with you for 80 percent of the year i don't want him for the other 20 percent because you're gonna ruin his life because i'm telling you and, that, and 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 you not being there won't do the same nah. he's already ruined so my thing is, if I if I'm gonna get him, no I'm, wait 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 wait. <laughs> if he's my my whole thing is, if you know he's already ruined yes. and you're running away, I'm not running away. I'm giving her option. No, she has to choose. She's it's the choice is hers. But if you firmly believe that your choice is that he's gonna be ruined, yes, you're gonna let it happen. I gave her. An, what can I no. do? I can't steal him from her. You want me? I can steal him and take him to Mexico with me. I didn't me. say that. I just said be present, because I'm sure you can't be present when she has him 80 percent of the time. That 20 percent of the time, like he's gonna come home, and be like, man, at my mama's house, I can do whatever no, I want. No, at my mama's house, I can do. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't, don't, you. You don't no, know that. You, you don't get the last name. You don't get my name or last name. I'm just saying, you might want to think about it. If I you know that I your son, if you know your son's gonna be doomed, and you're just gonna let that happen, it's kind of jacked up. No, what do you mean? If he's gonna be doing, what can I do? It's outside of my. I just control. said you gosh, be there. Gosh, <laughs> you try. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you I make an effort. I what are you talking bro. about? I do want to yeah, let you, you know. Do that. I do want to let you know before we go to commercial break, Hafiz, <laughs> that that position that they get eighty percent of the time, that my twenty percent of the time is invaluable, man. Like, yeah, that is quitting. Let me tell you what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him this. I'm going to be like, your mom is a terrible human being. She's ruined. I'm going to tell him that every single day. Yeah, you're you're, you're, you're yes, literally she making is. a terrible she mistake. She is. Listen, listen. Arby, don't look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, listen, listen, Hafiz. That's listen. what you give for being with some horrible yeah. woman then. That's what she I'm must saying. be a horrible woman. That's what I'm she saying. She must be. No, she only horrible because she, he didn't get he the child. Because he don't want her. Yes. yes. That's, yes. that's, that doesn't make her horrible. That's making her a mom. No. And that makes you. So so you telling me. Yes. That. There is not some families that have fathers that are gone, that work, or in the army or whatever, that have gone 80% of the time throughout the year, that that kid is still ruined. All I'm saying is this. No, answer that question. Answer that question. Definitely that's not true. We know that. All I'm saying is this. I'm saying Good job, that Chris. if, I'm, let me explain to you. I'm telling you, <laughs> if, because Sam said we talked about getting the wrong girl pregnant, right? Did we not say that? That's where no, it came from. That's, that's where it came from. I think, I think we're yours talking is, about any girl. Yours is a little different. I know, yeah, yeah, yours definitely different. Let's go on. Let's go on. Y'all just didn't work out. Oh, we, what do you mean? Like, we like y'all just didn't we're married and we divorced? You just didn't want to be with her. You just got her pregnant. You didn't want to be with her. No, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. So is she a good girl or a bad girl? Good girl. Great no, girl. No, if she's a great girl, I will stay with her. That's not no, it. That's what I'm saying. No, that's, what it, no, there's no such thing as what. If she's a great girl, I'm not leaving. Okay, we're done then. Yeah, there's no the argument. The point there. of this argument was <laughs> if she's a terrible woman who has my son, a, a chicken head, living in the hood with oh, that's jacked up. four chill. other baby mama. Baby. Gotta chill, bro. How you know what she went through? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. How you know what you she understand. went through? You don't understand. You got to chill. You're digging, <laughs> yourself, bad... you're digging yourself in a bad hole. Let's go to commercial break. <laughs> cut right. it, Irby. Cut it. We cut it. Commercial cut break. it. <laughs> <laughs> we are the roommates, and this is the Kaido Podcast Network. <laughs> Alright, we're back, we're back, we're back. Real quick, if you're offended by me using the word chicken head, I don't care. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Alright, let's go ahead, I I... jump into the next segment. 
and chicken heads wow. need love too. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And yeah, everybody needs grace. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about a very, very serious matter. And I'm and I'm gonna confess about what's been going on with me because I've been I've been going through some things. No, no, I'm, I'm, oh. I feel you, bro. I'm ready. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to feel. All right. So, <laughs> one of the things I've realized that most people have is like a, a a destination, right? Everybody has like a destination. If I can get to this point in life, I'll be good, right? Whether it's a job, whether it's a family, whether it's an, a certain amount of money, yep. whatever it's a status, whatever it is, they have this destination. And they spend their whole lives chasing it. And they believe that once they get there, everything is, is going to be gully. Me, I like that vocab, by the way. That's from New York. Uh, New York. <laughs> yo, 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 That's son. Be gully. Man, my it's SAT gully, scores son. are terrible. <laughs> I ain't know no SAT words. <laughs> It's definitely not SAT work. <laughs> exactly. My, my man, my score is oh probably like fourteen hundred or something like that, bro. My SAT right, back to the point. Back and to that's combined all three. By you the graduated. Way. I, I can't. I'm not smart, that's man. I just work hard. All right, back to the point. Back to the point. So most people have that 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 view of life, and most people when they get there, right? Most people don't ever get there. So they spend their whole life running to this point, never getting there, and thinking like, if I could just made it, I would have been happy. And I recently got to that point probably a couple of weeks or months ago where everything I've wanted to do in life, for the most part, almost everything I wanted to do, I like I, I got there, I achieved it. And then I was like, yo, I'm I'm still I'm still not content. I'm still the happiness that is promised you at the end of the rainbow, this pot of gold is not there. And so I wanted to talk to you guys about, man, just this idea of discontentment. And like the pursuit of joy. Because I feel like most people are oblivious to it. Because as Jim Carrey said, the problem with telling people that fame will never make them happy is most people will never be famous. So they'll never truly understand where I'm coming from. And so I just wanted to know um, if you guys were comfortable with sharing some of your experiences, um, man, just about discontentment, maybe some of your beliefs about if you do have a destination that you're trying to get to that'll make you happy, and how do you kind of wrestle with the two ideas? Yeah. I think what you're talking about is something, maybe not your specific, maybe not Hafiz's specific example of I reached out my goals and now it's like, dang. But I yeah, think, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Not even by <laughs> yeah, a long yeah, yeah. shot. Yeah, so I think what a lot of us deal with, our listeners, me, B-Lo, most regular people, most regular young adults, I'm talking about fresh college grads or just – People in their 20s is, man, those young adult blues. Yeah, 20 and 30s, bro. Those those young adult blues, man. The, Explain to the people, what does that mean? Man, you know it if you've been in it. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, the young adult blues, I'll say, is just whenever you have feelings of where am I going? What's my direction? What have I achieved? Who am I? You know what I'm saying? Whenever you go to work every day and you're like, man, have I made any progress? Those feelings of doubt, those feelings of insecurity, those feelings of not knowing your place in the world, those are young adult blues. The sucking place. Yeah, and then looking at just the vastness of this whole entire world, looking at people who, in your minds, got it all together. Looking at people who... Instagram is a lie. Looking at people who probably... Boy, I know Instagram's a dag. <laughs> looking at people who probably attained that peace. That's what the young adult blues is, bro. And I think a lot of us have it. I'm not going to lie, man. I I got it, bro. I got it. Just sometimes feelings are just unsatisfaction. I think that I think that probably covers it pretty well, just being unsatisfied. What you think, B-Lo? Can you explain a little bit about what the young adult blues are? That's what I'm calling the blues. The blues, bro. The blues. I'm tell you what the blues <laughs> not is. Those blues, bro. Not those blues. Not those blues, blues, but you know the blues. <laughs> not those blues. We don't, we don't want those. We are dead. We definitely, you have those blues. I can't help <laughs> I'm you. I'm sorry. Figure it out. Um, the young adult blues. So, <clears throat> to me, it's where after you graduate college, it's like, to me, it's like a, after two months, that's when stuff really starts sitting in. Because the, the college high is gone. All the graduation parties gone, all that stuff, and hit you, the fall comes, and you realize you're not in school. So it's like, oh crap, something clicks. Like I have to work for the rest of my life. 
and now I have to figure it out. Like, because it goes back, to me, it goes back to the American dream talk, but I'm not even going to go there. But the same thing with Sam was saying. Uh, you're making all the decisions to improve your career, to improve your social life, to improve your relationship life, um, and you feel like it's going nowhere. You feel like, like, am I really putting the work in? I know me and my coworkers, we talk all the time, like, we, we, like, are we really work, working hard? Like, when, when, when people say, man, you got to have grit, you got to be out there, you got to go see people. It's like, are we really doing that? It's no way to measure that, yeah, who you know? Knows? Who, who knows? knows? It's like, I could be, you know, being at every meeting or see some X amount of people join these organizations and then it just not work out, you know? I, how am I supposed to know that? But the blues is where you're in a position where you feel like you have no other choice to, to do it. Like, I feel like some people are like, man, I am stuck in this job. I have rent. I have student loans. I have a card note. I have all these things I need to take care of. And I don't have time to really go after and chase my dreams as well. So I'm just kind of stuck in my position and mm-hmm. waiting for a promotion. Ooh, I feel in the oh, my God. Oh. Waiting for you know, this person to come on to make me happy. They're literally in the sucking place. They're falling, just hoping yeah, somebody come save them. Yeah, man, I feel that. That's uh. why I think of the uh, of the blues is and um and like I said, I'm I know I'm in that in that in that in that situation right now because man, my, my career is, is the highest turnover career there is. Mm-hmm. You know? I see people come and go all the time and I'm just like any any moment it could be me. I don't know. You know? Um so it's 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 a it's a terrible terrible feeling because yeah, it does horrible things to you too. Because man. like you you really can't explain it to your parents because I mean they grew up in a different era. Um, you really don't want to you know you really don't want to think about it talk about it because you can be depressed by it. Yeah, it's like I don't see the Arrow movie in my my in my favor at all. And uh, and then uh, you watch Thirteen Reasons Why oh my God. that same week. You really feel like that can be. <laughs> so um, I think I think is uh, it's a problem. I think it is a serious situation that people are in, and people run two things: some good and some bad. And that can lead to another another conversation right now. I want to yeah. hop on that real quick. Do you have something to say, Sam? Yeah, man. I well, I just wanted to just push off of what Bilo said, man. But just that that piece is really hard to find. Really hard to that find. That piece is really hard to find, and there's no defined marks for when this phase starts or when it ends, exactly. man. But it's just yeah. when you're in it, you know it. You know and it. It's, yeah. Off a, top. And it's a lot of it's a lot of young people, man. So, man, we yeah we, we feel you. So, Chris, I think Chris hit a very, very, very profound point, and I really want to touch on it out of a place of vulnerability and transparency. In which Chris said a lot of people go to substances and things in order to try to escape from this place. And the reality of the matter is, like Chris said, like some of these are good, some of these are bad. Regardless of they're good or bad, they don't solve the problem. Exactly. Like when the the what I've this is this is the part about life. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um I was when I was writing my book, I was talking to a guy. His name was Dr. Ted Roberts. He's in, I think he's a New York Times bestseller or best-selling author. And he used to fly Vietnam jets in the Vietnam War. I mean Vietnam, I mean fighter, fighter jets in Vietnam War. And he came up to me one day and he was like, yo, um, are you an adrenaline junkie like me? Random, like, what do you mean? Are you? What do you mean? What are you talking about? He said, do you get really, 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 really happy and really, really high and then all of a sudden crash? And I was like, how did you know that? He said, and he explained to me how he knew it. And so I have like spikes in my life. Like you guys see me like when I do a lot of crazy stuff, like, oh my gosh. But then I hit these super deep drop pits. And these really, really dark moments have been plaguing me for quite a long time. And going back to Chris's point, you can't like substances can't solve it because it is a issue of the heart, right? Like sex can't make heal a heart you know what i mean um we can't heal a heart like drunkenness can't heal a heart like these blues this discontentment like going to things that's one thing that's like perplexed me because i i couldn't go to anything 
You know what I mean? I couldn't go because I knew at the end, of, even if I went to it, for the moment, I may have got my mind off of it, but in the long run, it's still there. Yeah. Like Chris said, you still got to go to the job. Yeah. You still got to wake up in the morning. Yeah. You still got to deal with the bills. Yeah. You still got to deal with these issues. Yeah. And that part set me in a very dark place because it's like, where do we move forward? And I feel like for some of our listeners, that's where they're at right now. They're at that place where they're trying to do something to mask the pain and the hurt and the depression and the frustration and the anxieties. But there needs to be more hope than just a temporarily fix. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, man, that's that's all really good. Um, I think the beginning, I don't got the answers, by the way, but I know how I deal with it. But I'll get on that a little bit later. But I think kind of the, the very start of, really escaping is kind of acknowledging what's going on and uh man really seeing kind of every human has certain needs you know what i'm saying and i think whenever those things are kind of out of whack just because of what our culture feeds us and kind of just what we've been trained to think like i think a lot of times sometimes people's discontentment comes from a little bit too much ambition but it's natural for every human to pursue growth or to pursue kind of moving up. It's natural for every human to kind of want to be significant. Like, I want to be, I want to be praised. Like, I want to know that I'm valuable. I need validation. You know, it's natural for me to also at the same time, even while looking for growth, even while looking for a little bit of variety, to also want some certainty as well. Like, I need some stability. There's so many different things that we need. And whenever those things are kind of out of balance and you can't find balance, that's where those problems arise and you can't really fix those things on your own. The problem isn't like you don't find a remedy for it. It's not like, dang, I got no stability in my job. Let me go get some stability. I think where healing really comes for those kind of things is first seeing what it is and then understanding that the, that the fix for it is something that's spiritual, something that's spiritual and emotional and not necessarily physical yeah yeah like you don't you don't just see like dang this is what i need let me check this box and like turn it upside down or whatever you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i'll explain my fix a little bit later but i mean i guess y'all can just tell me what y'all think about what i'm saying or just keep going off of what hafiz said um i mean i think i think uh i can touch on both because i mean there's some areas that i am like i said i am experiencing the the young adult blues and I have touched some good areas and I have touched some bad areas and both of them not working. You know, I have indulged in things I shouldn't indulge in. And I had some, did some, some encouraging things that I thought would help and make me feel better. And it hasn't happened. So, uh, I, like what he said, Hafiz was different where he's like, man, I ain't go anywhere. I'm just stuck. I actually tried and I'm still stuck. So we stuck in the same place. Um, so it's really it's so it's so hard to say like like um I have to go to spiritual because I know some people in the uh in the workforce they are spiritual. They go to church, they read their Bible, they pray, they do all these things and they still experiencing the blues. So it's like they go there, it's like shoot, I'm already here. Yeah. I'm already I'm already answering the the door. Like what what like I'm knocking. Like somebody is something gonna open up? Yeah. Um so that 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 can cause even more frustration, more blues. Um, not saying that's not the answer, but I'm saying is um, that I think that's where faith really comes into play, you know, because some people, you know, like they had to find to find faith is like, you know, it's a it's a, a a long rope, one building on one side, another building on one side, and you got a guy with a wheelbarrow. And faith is getting in the wheelbarrow, not just seeing somebody do it. And by, whoo, I believe you can do it. Faith is getting in the wheelbarrow that God's going to push you across. So I think some people, including myself, I, I'm, I, like I say, I, I know me so well. Like, I know where I fail. I know where I do good and where I lack. And uh, faith is, is something that you have to continue, continually do. You can't say, all right, I'm going to pray today and think something's going to change, you know. You can't say, um, I'm going to go to church, and I know I'm going to have a good week. I'm going to do this Bible study. I know this is going to work out. No. 
that's not like you're not putting your faith in the right thing. You're just putting the faith in the work. You're not putting your faith, you know, in God, in Jesus. Um, so I think that's one area that I have seen that I think people also need to see that they're putting faith in the in the work, even though it's a right work. They're not putting their faith in the yeah. Savior. I like that, man. I like that. Um, and it makes you kind of just think about the world and just kind of being in the blues. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, we're in the second place. You know? Yeah, we're in the second we're, place, literally. We're in the second place, but we think there's this ladder that gets you out of it, bro. Like, okay, this is the next step I need to get on. Man, yeah, I, join a Bible study. Like, I got some security now, you I'm know here. what I'm saying? Like, this is the next step right after that. Like, I'm I, I'm climbing, cuz. I'm getting up. But truly, truly, the way I look at it, especially after your comparison, especially after your metaphor of faith and all that kind of stuff is like, Man, it's a big old pool. Yeah. It's a big old pool. Like, that's what the world is. Like, there's nothing that says, like, this the right way to go. Like, you just smack down in the middle of the ocean. Like, this isn't the right way to go. Like, it's just a big, vast pool. Yeah. And everybody's kind of got to find their own way. So, for me, like, whenever I think about it, it's just like, man, what do I always go to? What gets me out the blues? Yeah. What gets me out the sunken place? And like I said, it is something spiritual. And for me, man, it's a... Man, y'all know I love Ephesians 1, bro. Hey, ain't no I read the Bible. One. I read the Bible. <laughs> For all our listeners, I, I read it. But yeah, Ephesians 1, bro, it's viable to me because it takes me back to the basics. Yeah. Where I go whenever I'm experiencing the blues is, like I said, it's not fixing each one of those things that I see is wrong. Like, I'm not where I want to be. I go back to, like, my heart, yeah. my like, like, inside of me and start thinking about kind of what god says about me yeah like man identity yeah identity oh my I lord i think that gentleman is the key identity i start understanding kind of who i am mm-hmm. you know i i started understanding i'm made this way really looking at all that encouragement i really give from the word just really receiving and really living in that love mm-hmm. and bro like that's that's what it is that's what it is just understand like you live life differently whenever you're fully loved you live life differently whenever someone's speaking to you and telling you man like chris bro you're wonderful you're you're wonderful bro you're doing just fine you're doing all right yeah you've got freedom yeah you can walk yeah with no weight on your shoulders Mm -hmm. you understand that your flaws and everything about you the position that you're in like man it doesn't matter yeah you can enjoy the moments you could you can live life to the fullest, truly. You don't have to worry about each one of those doubts that you have in your mind. And man, slowly you start to kill those doubts as well. Like, yeah. oh, snap, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not good enough. Psych, not true. Yeah. I am good enough, mm-hmm. bro. Like, that's why I'm here in the first place, bro. Like, man, this God said I am. Yeah. God said I'm good enough. It's the, like, well, like I said, like, I think, like, Sam, Sam, how he deals with it, like, with the word, I'm kind of the same way, but also, like, relationship, like, fellowship i like speaking so when me and sam had a conversation that sunday when we just let it all out you know we we was chilling on the porch whatever and we was just talking for like i don't know an hour an hour and a half yeah and uh and we were just talking about the i the identity of it being an orphan or being a son and going through all the lists that uh we feel like man i know god is not present in this area and i know god is present in this area but how can we change our mindset change our knowing know our identity that god that like we're crucified with Christ, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. So it's like, how can we live that out daily? Because like I said, I know for me, I can do it for a day, I can do it for an hour, and I can not think about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. Easily, and come home, you feeling, you know, down, feeling dumb, feeling stupid, feeling like worthless. I can easily come. I can go through that in one day, oh, in yeah. an hour, for sure. Um, and like I said, I need I I know how I receive love, and that's just words of affirmation, like saying like you are a son, you're doing good, you are you are <laughs> you are working hard. Like yeah. that's that's how I receive love. That's yeah. how I feel like I am a son, not just by myself. Like I need somebody telling me, giving me encouragement daily because my mind, if I mess up one time, you know I I'm jacked up. Cause that's just, that's how my father raised me. It's what it is. Like I view God, I view my father. If I mess up one time, I get cussed out and get down upon. And, you know, that's how that's how his father was to him. So I'm not bashing my dad. I love my dad. But um, I view God like my dad. So I have to continuously think of 
my identity. Like, God does not see me like that. Yeah, man. Really? Man, who does God say I am? Yeah. I think that's what changes it all. Yeah. Who does God say I am? I think it's also important um, on 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 those both of those notes because honestly, something I'm wrestling with, and and like I said, I I hope our listeners listening today, uh, we're not we're not saying that there's a magic bullet that you know the silver bullet, um, because one thing that I've realized is that um, everyone's issue is different, everyone's walk of healing is different, the solution is the same, but the process is different for everybody else. Amen. And uh, one of the things I noticed is that in our society, we forgot about the idea of a drought. Yeah. Um, like so for a drought or a famine, like something that's very common in a lot of societies that we don't experience because we're no longer an agri- agricultural society, but we're more of an industrial society, meaning that all the food is always there. And the reason why I brought that up is that in a, a drought was usually a, a seasonal thing. A drought, you never you rarely hear about droughts going on for 70, 80, 90 years. You know, most areas, the drought is seasonal. Um, the famine is seasonal as a part of life. But we don't know about that anymore, right? We don't know about these hardships anymore. Like, for example, you look in stories in the Bible like King David, like Psalms 42. Like, part of being an adult is feeling lonely. Part of part of being a human being is feeling like there's nobody here to help me. Um, and to know that these dark moments of life, these blues that we speak about, everybody goes through them in hey, one way, shape, amen, or form bro. or another. That's true. That's true. And that's something that we... Like I said, because we're, we're 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 in a society that everyone has to be happy, everyone's smiling, everyone's successful besides you, everyone's content besides you, everybody's joyful besides you. This Instagram lie, and so we view ourselves like, what is wrong with me? But no, this is a perfectly natural part of life. And like Sam and Chris pointed out, in those moments, in those dark moments, that's when God sends a the people he sends himself and speaks that identity into you he's like in chris's moments he sends your friends who are there to encourage you and i really want our listeners to understand that um man this is a part of being a human being um i was recently studying um stoicism um it's a it's a greek and roman philosophy (laughs) you have no idea but you probably know a lot about it because long story short like a lot of the biblical authors have stoic like we're stoics in regards to philosophy and one of the things about stoicism is this idea that like you have to realize that life is going to be difficult and mm-hmm. there's things you cannot control and when life is difficult and there's things you cannot control your only solution is moving forward and your only solution is moving forward and doing what you know is the right thing to do in life and i feel like for a lot of us when life becomes difficult, it overwhelms and it collapses us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we feel like we can't move forward. We feel like tomorrow is just going to be as painful as today. We feel like, what is the point? Um, and the reason why I brought stoicism is because, like, in the very beginning, like, one of the things about stoicism is stoicism teaches, I know the camera, uh, I'm bringing this all together. Please be patient with me, listeners. Stoicism teaches that once you encounter the logos, which is this idea of the truth. Once you encounter the logos, um, this logos, once you know the truth, following and doing what's right, following this logos, following this truth is going to lead you to contentment, which now provides you an opportunity that no matter what the situation is, you will find joy and inner peace. And what's very fascinating is the this term logos is translated into the word, right? So if you look in the book of John, the, uh, the the book of John begins by saying, in the beginning was a word, the word was with God, and the word was God. That word, word, simply means logos. So when the Greeks were, these Stoics were hearing word, they were like, hold on, logos? Like, in the beginning was the logos, he was with God, he was God. Like, the peace, the wisdom that they were seeking to find their joy, John began his book by saying, that's God. Yeah. This wisdom that you're seeking to find your joy, to find that contentment is God. And so I really want, man, I really think it's it, to encourage people, man, like, I'm telling you, life is going to be difficult. Yeah. You're yeah. going to feel like you're not good enough. Yeah. You're going to feel like you're a failure. You're going to drop the ball. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to hurt people. People are going to hurt you. You're going to fail people. Pe- um, people are going to fail you. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be sad. You're going to be miserable. There's going to be very dark moments in this life. But the beauty of this life is that God provides a peace. And everyone has to go on a journey to find it themselves. I'm not saying it's a silver bullet, but I believe and I know that God provides a peace. 
and and it's through this piece that allows you that no matter what the situation is, no matter what the ups and downs, the fills, the falls, the mountaintops and the valleys that you experience in life, there is a hope for tomorrow. And I pray that, man, we all can go on a journey to find this peace so that we can really move forward and live the life that we're called to live. Well said. Well said. To be honest, people. We need it just as much as y'all do. No, oh, yeah, we're not preaching. Yeah, Heck no. Nah. We need it just as much Heck as y'all nah. do. Trust not me, not gonna lie, man. Right now, my brothers, man, is speaking to me. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> they're speaking to me, bro. Cause I know I'm dealing with the blues, man. And dang, bro. Well said, I feel. Well said, Belo. Well said, same, bro. Gosh, cause man, it's a it's a rough life, bro. That big empty pool. Yeah, bro. man. No traction. Shoot, feel like I've been in a drought for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the breakup, I've been in the drought. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Been in a horrible drought. Yeah, horrible. Man. For me, it was uh, it was since that accident. So, yeah, bro, 2015, bad year. Bad year. Yeah, bad, yeah, terrible bad year. year. That September, oh, 2015, God. bad year. That was a terrible bad year. 2015. Oh, man. You didn't do me right, man. Mm. But we will overcome. We will overcome. Got to live that blessed life. Yeah. Seek the spiritual and, and yeah, healed. For sure. And we got any listeners that has that has been through the blues and they feel like they have made it beyond that point. Please, please share. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear. We'd love to share your story. We love yeah, man. stories of encouragement because people need to hear. Please. Um man, this man, this would be a great event for the Urban League. I feel like people need to hear this. Mm. And also Similar to what Chris and Sam just did, share with one another. Amen. You know? Talk it share up. Share your stories with one another because this, like what Chris and Sam did on Sunday, from just hearing them, it seemed very therapeutic. Um, and sometimes we have so much pain bottled inside of us that just letting it out provides some sort of healing that we really need. So I really appreciate you guys um, for being authentic and transparent about that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. As a, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is your boy Saint Poppy. Hey everybody, this your boy Sam. Chris, the star of the show, and we are the roommates, and we are on the Conduit Podcast, and this has been the best hour Bye-bye. of your week. We want to say thank you to all of our fans. We appreciate all your comments and messages. Please, please follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, you know, Google that. Play, <laughs> Stitcher <laughs> Radio, Facebook, time. Twitter, and Instagram. You, know you can search us under the Roommates Podcast. And hey. We like what you heard today. We need Don't. to tell your friends about the us. One, Irby. Share the podcast on your social media. Be our ambassadors. Let people know where they can experience the best hour of the week. Amen. We are the roommates, and this is the Kind of a Podcast Network. Woo!